You're listening to Before Anyone Else. Meet the hosts, part two. Welcome back to another episode of Before Anyone Else. I'm Keith. I'm Joyce. And I'm Amanda. Follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Bay Podcast, where you'll find new episode alerts, memes, polls, and you can even slide into our DMs with your audience questions. We're also collecting listener feedback on our website, baypodcast.com. On today's episode of Bay Podcast, we're doing part two of getting to know the hosts. So if you listen to last week's episode, you know we started off with kind of our relationship history, how we met our significant others. But guys, now that we're kind of, you know, I don't want to say veterans of the dating world, but kind of. I like this. I like where you're going with it. We learned a lot. I mean, we did start a podcast to do with relationships, so we must be experts, right? Actually, you know what? I think last time we we made the conclusion that we're all messy. Yeah. I think that mm-hmm. like we're, we're experts and like we've been through it. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, like when when it comes to dating, like I know my friends ask me about like dating tips, right? So, Amanda, maybe we could start with you. What are like What's like the ultimate tip when it comes to dating? Yeah, there's like so many at this point, like because even when you just think about it on like a dating, just like those dates that you go on, you're like, okay, have like your escape route, have like the thing that you're doing. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I used to like. Especially I used if you're to- in like an escape room. Yeah, definitely. Have, <laughs> have your How sure. many times, Amanda, <laughs> have you been in an escape room as a date? That's probably Amanda like a third those. or fourth date like, <laughs> yeah, suggestion by yeah. me. But yeah, for sure. I did do a couple of those. There's definitely like your spots that you go to, but there's definitely like. I yeah like I would always like coach my friends and be like okay you need to know like what's your escape route like how you're getting out of there what's uh you know like I had so many friends who'd like have a drink who would have a drink before because they need to like you know get rid of the nerves oh yeah I would Mm -hmm. do that yeah like take out like a bottle of wine I've had friends who had to drink like a whole bottle of wine to like get out the door for that like first dating app date (laughs) 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 which I'm not advising but I'm just saying like sometimes you need to like you know you have to go in with like such an open mind. I think that's my tip. It's like with dating, you have to go in with an open mind and you have to be open to like being surprised. I think you will like surprise yourself tenfold. And I think you just need to be open to the experience and open to learning because you're going to like take a lot away. But I also think like people just have so many nerves. And I think that a lot of people need to realize that like the person on the other end are probably is like probably just as nervous as you. You know, even if they come off as like really smooth, like I feel like yeah. the person on the other end is like still, you know, it's still an awkward they're thing. They're still human. Yeah. yeah especially human. like off of dates. I mean, off of dating apps specifically where like you haven't had that like interaction beforehand and like, you know, you're like going in completely blind. I just think like just know that you're both kind of in the same boat and just be open to the experience, whether it's like you end up with a great friend at the end of it versus like a romantic partner, like just go in not really having expectations. You know, it goes back to the story I told last time where uh, straight out of, you know, Amanda, you were dating and then, you know, um, that relationship you got out of. And I think you had a lot of expectations. But once again, I'm overgeneralizing a lot here, so I want to be careful here. But uh, there's this huge notion that guys don't give a fuck uh, when it comes to dating. You know, they're they're the fuck boys, whatever. But I feel the difference, It's it has a lot to do with how society have treated women. But 
men go in without expectations. They usually go for like, hey, I'll just go in and get whatever I can. And women kind of go in to dating as I want to get married. Right. Um, Once again, huge generalization. Not every woman is like this, but they always set themselves up for this expectation that they're dating so they can find the one. Um, I always tell them, you know, when you don't have these expectations and you're going to go meet someone new, you might meet a friend, you might meet uh, someone, you know, you might have sex with once in a while, you might end up with a lifelong partner or maybe even a best friend or someone you just won't even talk to in the end. So if you go in without any expectations at all, that's where, you know, if it's supposed to be what it's supposed to be, then you're going to be happy, right? Because you don't have these expectations. Um, so my like, m- like biggest dating tip would be, I know it's maybe a little cliche, but it's to focus on yourself um, while you're dating or like before you even get started in dating and then throughout, because I found like in my own life and like my friends' lives, they always find like a great person when they aren't looking for it. I know that sounds cringe, but like, it's honestly when you're like hustling, when you're pushing yourself, like in your own career or like in your fitness, in your education, whatever it is, when you're like trying to invest in yourself and do better, you like open yourself up to more opportunities. You're just a better person. You like, you bring an aura around you that is not the same aura as like the person who like doesn't leave the house, the person who like doesn't want to go exercise, the person who like is really down about themselves. When you like exude positivity, I think like it's, it's all about that. Um, what do you call it? When you like speak things into, um, into fruition or existence existence yeah yeah so um and and so in my manifest manifesting yes keith thank you for the words um i find that when you focus on yourself like people come like flocking and like you know when they say when it rains it pours like i know girls who it's like they weren't even thinking about it like they might have had the apps but they weren't on it like that and then the one time they go on after living their best life they swipe 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 and the next six guys they're on rotation (laughs) and like they're enjoying it but then I find many times as like from a female's perspective we sometimes like lose ourselves once we start dating and then it's like you know I was living my best life and like this was a thing on the side and before you know it it's like all I'm doing is dating all I'm talking about is dating um I haven't heard from Michael I haven't heard from Bob I haven't heard from and it's like this vicious cycle <laughs> those are literally the names too <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and then you become you well, know maybe you turn that's into your problem right there <laughs> D- yeah, you gotta stop dating those names like poor Kevin's <laughs> um but yeah so I feel like sometimes even like once you start dating, like you haven't locked anything down yet. Um, but like for, again, female perspective, I find a lot of my girlfriends then kind of like fall into it like so deeply and then it consumes them. And like, you know, it's it's not about investing. It's not about your career. It's not about whatever. It's now like just trying to get the man. And I think that kind of goes full circle to some of the points that you folks mentioned about like going in with no expectations. Um, it's hard. It's like once you have like a good guy in front of you it's hard not to be like oh my god like this could be something like he could be a boyfriend like there's so many great qualities in him and then you know you leave your first date and he thinks it was a good date 
but you've planned your, your, your kids, your family, like you're ready to go. <laughs> and it's hard. And I think it's something that we like actively have to like work to kind of like break because you invest so much emotionally in like that first date or that first interaction um, that I think is sometimes kind of like to your detriment, Um, like stay low key, enjoy yourself, focus on you throughout. And I think one that's just like, you know, to help like safeguard yourself because not every Tom, Dick and Harry is a fantastic guy um, once you get to know them a bit, Um, but also like ensures that you're not like wasting your time. Um, And like once Tom, Dick or Harry is gone, you're still, you know, on your way to being like that boss person that you plan to be. So I think like a big part of that is like emotional pacing, you know, it's like the, and I just feel like that's like so many people's detriment in dating is like that emotional pacing. And I'm not even saying like the play hard to get, because I know if we're talking like no games then you don't have to play like, you know, you don't have to play the hard to get. But when you are focusing on yourself, then you're like doing that subconscious. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you're doing that without even trying because yes. you're just like you're not Sorry, on your phone. Like classes. Sorry, I've got this class. Sorry, I'm doing this. Like I'm going to have to try and fit you in on such and such date. But it's honest because you're a go-getter and that's what attracts him in the first place. Why are you clearing your schedule, girl? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is once again, let's be clear about this. Well, first of all, I don't know if you, you two agree with me, but there is a balance. Don't overdo it. And like you said, don't make it into a game, right? Oh, I'm going to text him back in a day or I'm going to text him back in two hours because I'm way too busy. But really, I'm not. I'm just making it look busy. Just be yourself. Like, it's such an age old thing. And a lot of people like I'm still trying to be myself like you're 30 years later, right? Like it does. It's so hard to do. And I know how hard it is to do during dating, but it's so true. And people are attracted to these people because what we're talking about here is building that confidence and building yourself. And a relationship is complementary to what you want into life and it's not the main thing in your life and that's where it kind of goes back to like what we're talking about don't go in with expectations and falling you know head over heels on every single guy you come up with and then end up saying oh fuck dating i hate dating all boys are like fuck boys and all this kind of stuff it's because you have too many expectations that's the number one tip i can think and there's a just clarify as well like there's a difference between expectations and standards like oh, yeah, we're not saying to lower things. yeah we're not saying to lower your standards <laughs> no, definitely not. but it's just an important distinction <laughs> yeah but don't but but not going into um every day any every interaction as like oh my god this could be it like i'm putting so much pressure on yourself and turning yourself into what you are not which is like a clingy and like needy and all that stuff like i think some girls sort of think that like when we say things like be yourself and it's like well i am being myself and he just didn't because blah, blah, blah. it's like no like it's when you sometimes put a lot of pressure into those interactions you kind of force this thing out of you yeah and that's not who you are so yeah what about uh your favorite dating story or what what, what was the best date you went on you know what's your favorite type of date it was so hard you know honestly it was actually hard to like like talk about these the date because i have like obviously you have like the dates where you're like with your current partner and you're like oh like obviously the the dates with them are like probably my best dates right because like i'm with them now but then there are those dates right where somebody was just like treating you like you know like Like royalty they were treating you (laughs) and 
you think back on like the actual like experience of what it was and like, you know, those initial dates where somebody's just like whining and dining you and trying to like really impress you. And like, you don't even know how you feel about them, but you're like, okay, like this is exciting. Like I'm definitely going out with this person. Like this sounds cool. So anyways, like if it was one of those dates, cause I have to categorize them separately. I would say my favorite date was a guy who knew I really liked Harry Potter and got us tickets to the Toronto Symphony Orchestra to go see them play like the Harry Potter movie, like the score live. So they had like the orchestra and then there was like the movie playing. And like, that was obviously like, just like totally my thing. And just early on in dating, I thought that was like a really nice, you know, like a cool date to plan, like early on at least. And then obviously there's like those dates with your partner where it's like, okay, every date is like probably my favorite now, but that one like always stood out to me just because it was anytime like a guy goes like that extra mile, yeah. you know, like well early, early on. Yeah. Like early on, like I'm always really impressed. Cause I'm like, you don't even like, we don't even know each other that well. Like the fact that you're like willing to like do that is like really nice. So that was, but again, it wasn't like a love connection, but I'm just saying like, you know, it's nice to go out on like a night like that. Um, but yeah, that was, that was honestly like my favorite date in terms of like an activity in terms of like, <laughs> Well, me and my partner do like we're really simple. So there's nothing like crazy that we've done. Probably just like doing we're really into sports. So we'll usually like, you know, go watch a game together like TFC or one of the Toronto teams. So that's probably like something we just like enjoy naturally together. But yeah. What about you guys? Pretty much the same thing when it comes to being simple. It's these kind of we don't really spend a lot of time with each other because of um she lives on with her parents. I live alone. Um, so currently right now, any time we get a full date together and we just head out, we go somewhere, try some food. It, it, it's kind of structured always the same way. We go out for lunch, try a new place or try one of our favorite places, walk somewhere downtown to some uh, place go and eat, have like a little picnic. Um, or it could be like this, uh, you know, somewhere like a little office park or something, just somewhere quiet and just kind of eat and just, just be around each other and then go off to somewhere else, somewhere small. It, it doesn't have to even be an event, um, maybe even just like an antique market or something like that. Those have always been our favorite. And it, I think it's just us people watching and just eating. <laughs> that's that's just <laughs> our, our favorite day dates that we have. And we always, you know, come back and just that it, it's one of those things where we have a whole bunch of inside jokes that no one else knows. It, it's just about the two of us and something that the two of us can talk about. Um, so I, I know it kind of sounds like it's not like a big thing, like, oh, you know, she did this and I did that and like spoiled her or something like that. It's just having that moment where I think I've kind of, you know, said it right now. It's just the two of us and we both understand it. And that's like the t type of date that that we enjoy. Jeez, you guys are so mushy. mushy. Well, really? sorry, sorry that we're in yeah. love. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Joyce. I mean, you're the one that's married, oh, not us. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, think, I think it's Brian sweet. needs to step it I up. Feel so superficial. <laughs> no, I feel so superficial because like my favorite dates have been usually around like um like travel experiences. I just feel like when we're away from like 
the mundane, um, the nine to five and, you know, good weather or whatever it is, just new sites. Like we're both just like different. There's just a bit more energy. You know, when you're a tourist, you're just like kind of buzzing and you want to see everything. You've got this like ridiculous amount of energy. So like my favorite, I have like two kinds, but like my favorite kind of travel date was like a date in New York city, which was for my birthday, which I canceled because I'm spoiled and required. Like I had to be at my friend's birthday and it was a thing. And then like poor Brian had to like go onto the call on calls with like the airlines to try and change uh, our tickets. But we ended up going there and it was just like a full day trip that or full um, like day date that we that we did. And it was let's go walk as much as we can. We love to like like regularly in Toronto, we're going on walks like most evenings. And it was, let's just go and like see the sites and popping into stores as we pass them, like not knowing what they are, trying random foods, um, street foods and other things, not having really a plan. And then um, obviously like similar to what uh, Keith said, it's like definitely like food is a main thing um, on most of our dates. And like what happened at the end of the date was that we landed in like a really nice restaurant that Brian had actually picked out. So that was a bit planned, um, which is really cool. Just something like funky. We like like those like soft lighting, like darker kind of spaces, um, like lots of meat and pastas and all that jazz and like great cocktails. That's like how to get to me. Um, and then after that, we like found this like random speakeasy kind of place and just like was there till like two in the morning, just like down in cocktails and just like involved in like just random conversation. Um, a bit of like people watching, but it was just like, what time of the day is it? Like how long have we been outside? Like what is going on? Like I'm full, I'm drunk, (laughs) but like I'm drunk with my best friend. And so like, yeah, love those kind of dates where it's just a little different from what we do all the time. Um, but on the flip side, like I love just like being at home and like planning like a really nice meal together. Um, we don't always get to do that because it's, you know, meal prepping on the weekends. And as soon as Monday hits, it's just go, go, go. Um, and the evenings that you have, like you're trying to do other things. Right. So, um, every once in a while, I think like with COVID-19, especially it's like, let's make pizzas. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's why there's no yeast in the, yeah, in the grocery stores you had to go to bulk barn and like buy yeast in bulk I'm, I'm good for like years um, <laughs> because brian went out to get the yeast and doesn't know that you need like a teaspoon for pizza mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got, like five cups <laughs> um but things like that we're just trying something new together and the music is on we both got like our glasses of wine like super typical, but you just like sit, eat, throw on a movie and it's just quiet. But again, it's like that quality time is like, you can't put a price on that. Yeah. It sounds like all three of us, like, I don't know why Joyce, you kind of start off with saying you feel it's a bit different, but it sounds pretty similar that it's like, you're, it's like an escape. And same thing with what I'm saying, right? Like we are, it's just the two of us and it's, we do the same thing except here in yeah. toronto right but i'm or surprised even just you like, didn't say that like your like travel experiences because like you and your partner travel like quite a bit like throughout mm-hmm. like canada yeah. so i thought that one of those kind of trips would be like the 
So I, 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 you know what? I didn't even think of that. I, I thought of that separately <laughs> as like vacation, right? Mm, um, true. But yeah, yeah. when we're on vacation, yeah, like in Quebec City, um, we got we were up in a really nice hotel, and th- you're right. Um, it, we got. We don't room need any service. more details. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> He's well, like stumbling they, they, over his words. Yeah. We were no, in a no. hotel then. No. No. His it, eyes are like getting glassy. <laughs> no, it's because I was remembering the, the yeah, details. Yeah, we saw. <laughs> the, the, the room service, the room service yeah. that we got. And that was the first time she got room service. And it was a really good hotel. And I got a really amazing deal on the room service that it was like completely free. So we got a three course meal and... That was amazing because it was just once again, I think it's the whole um, it's just the two of you. And then you end off the night remembering that night because it's something special. You have the inside jokes, um, you have the conversations, whether they're, you know, like you mentioned, like you're deep. That's like the takeaway from the date that you always remember and make that uh, date remember memorable. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked of dating, right? And it, like we're all three of us in our relationships. So what would be, I think this is kind of, you know, this is serious stuff. What, what's the ultimate tip for, for being in a relationship? Once you lock that ish down. Yeah, once you lock that up. Honestly, there's a lot, but I think this one's really important because I just feel like as I get older, I feel like I see this less and less, but I feel like earlier on in relationships, I like saw this a lot, but I think it's just the, that idea that like, if you have to question trust, like frequently, then it probably means you don't have it. Like, I just think if that's something that's like on your mind or you're like, you have to question if somebody's like your partner's like going somewhere or like doing something or like what they're up to behind the scenes, then like you probably, and you can't like talk to them about it. Um, then you probably like, that's obviously a relationship that you either shouldn't be in or you like need to reevaluate or like open up those lines um, to talk to them about it. But yeah, for me, I think like trust is like a huge foundational thing. And like, I feel like when you know you have it, it's such a different feeling because like, I feel like I've had it where like I didn't have it and now I do have it. And it's just like totally different because I don't, you don't have that like underlying anxiety or worry that you kind of carry with you and you might not even realize where it's coming from. But again, live and learn. Now you like know what it feels like to actually feel secure. So it's just a different feeling. But for me, yeah, I think that's like, that's it. It's like, if that's something that you have to like consider or think, put like a lot of thought into, then it probably means you just don't even have it to begin with. Well, I have a question. You you mentioned that in your previous relationship, you did not have the trust. And then I'm pretty sure when you moved in, no, sorry, moved to this new relationship, you still probably questioned or like a tiny bit because of your previous put quotes around this baggage. So is it fair to say that like, you know, if you have to think hard about trust, like some people come in with that kind of um, baggage because of their bad experiences before, right? Well, like the relationship that I'm talking about was like, like relationships ago, like it would have been way back. But then as you like build, you meet people who kind of are like, 
I don't know, for me, it was like a slowly like, oh, okay, like you can trust people. And it was like, you meet people that kind of show you that until you finally get to that relationship where you feel fully secure. So I think it was just like, yeah, I think for sure, there's probably so many people have that baggage that they then like carry and they they don't even want to like get into a relationship for the longest time because of that. Like they won't even put one foot in because they're so worried about that. I think that's totally natural. But I think like the right person is going to like swallow you whole in like security and like just make you feel like you don't like it's not even a thought you know what i mean but like you have to know that you have to experience one and the other to know what it feels like not to have it and then what it feels like to have it i think and the person on the receiving end can probably like decipher like if you are ready for their love as well like if so maybe to what keith is getting at like if you have that kind of like baggage um you're cautious around folks and you're jumping into like a new relationship, you might bring some of that, like, just like naturally, like, I don't trust things. Like I need this, you know, the, like I've heard of some friends who are like, Oh yeah, I need my, my boyfriend's password. I need this. And he's never done anything to, to like, you know, make you think that, but it's like, they've been cheated on before. And it's like, I, that they need that to be, to be comforted. Um, but if I was that person on the receiving end, I'd be like, Oh hell no. Like you are not ready. And some people have to go through like a number of different relationships that fail before they can kind of like slowly, like learn to trust again, like learn to like heal, I guess. For sure. And like, I'm not even talking about just like the baggage of like cheating. Cause I think that's like a big thing. It's like, I think even the security of being able to be vulnerable in general is something that can like, it takes like the right person for you to like be able to even like trust them to be there through that, you know? So like, I don't even want to paint it as like, oh, it's like a cheating thing. Like it has to be like the worst case scenario. It's like, there's some people you just get there with emotionally and there's some people you just don't. And I just think like when it comes to like trust, it's such a, I don't know, you know, it's it's so cliche to say, but I just think like, if you have to question, if you like are like, you know, like worried and I get like that idea of like, if you've been hurt before, you might be like hesitant, but I think at some point you either like let it go and like trust, you know, cause it just doesn't work without it. Right. Like entering any kind of relationship doesn't work without it. So you either let that go at some point or like you don't even enter the relationship. Cause like what, you know what I mean? Like what's the point? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you're, you're setting yourself up for uh failure, but like, I feel like that, ties into like what my like top tips would be for those in relationships. Because for me, um, being comfortable is huge. Um, and that's tied as well to communication. So being comfortable enough to like communicate when you're not comfortable, when things aren't working out, when things needs, when things need to change, because, um, yes, you are now in like some sort of partnership, but like, that's not you're not one person. You don't think the same. Um, you're still growing. And for some people you grow at different, uh, at, at a different pace from your partner and require different things. Right. So, um, being, being comfortable enough to express those kinds of things to your partner is huge. Cause I think that's the only way that you can like persevere through like challenges and difficulties, um, that are, inevitably going to, um, uh, meet your relationship, um, or, or affect your relationship. Um, so then communication would be the second. I think we were all like big, um, big supporters of just like communication is key. Um, yeah, I can't like describe like how communication has like continues to 
like help my relationship. Um, it's definitely showed so many times like where it's like broken down, whether it was, you know, our first year of living together and like financial pressures um, or, you know, making big like career changes um, or family challenges and like health issues and like you name it. Like, and, and there's so much more to come. And that's like one thing that I, I, I keep having these conversations with my partner, just like, you're going to be there when like this happens, right? Like we're going to talk through this when this happens and you're not going to close off when, you know, you're dealing with whatever it is. Um, because I have this fear that like, that is what causes a lot of divorces and like breakups just when someone's dealing with something and like cannot express it in a, in, in a way and, and, or sometimes their partner cannot receive the message correctly. And then you're at odds, um, with the person that's meant to be your best friend, um, which is sad. And then the last point is, um, something that I said previously, like about the dating and stuff, but like trying not to lose yourself, continue to like grow as a person. Um, again, I find that when, and I struggle with it still, um, being in a relationship, I tend to, you know, what are we doing today? And, Oh, you're going, you're going to the gym. And I get like envious when he goes to the gym, like who the fuck are you trying to look at for? Um, <laughs> but like, it's like, I, I need to make sure that I have my own yeah. hobbies and like continue to like, again, like be the person that he met before, like someone who's focused on themselves and like a strong independent woman. Like that's what he was attracted to in me. Um, and so, so much more, but we, we only have so much time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> thanks Amanda so yeah. with that <laughs> just continue to like focus on yourself don't like don't lose sight of like who you are because I always think like 10 steps ahead um because we do have like marriage in our future and um whether that's a thing that you're trying to do or not like if you plan on like maybe having kids um is my main point you don't want to go through like empty nest syndrome when like 20 something years down the line you like look at your partner again and you're like oh hello like I let me reintroduce myself um I don't have a personality anymore I don't know who I am um I've been living for someone else whether it's children or your partner so yeah I never want to get there so I'm always trying to like keep this at the front of my mind um to to think of me first or like in tandem with yeah and I think that's really hard to do at different points in the relationship like sometimes I feel like I'm so on that like I'm like yes like doing my thing and then like I'll have a week where I'm just like where's this guy yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you feel like a little bit more needy than like it's usually it's funny because it's usually when they're more absent because they're yes. focusing on like yes. their shit. Yeah, you know, they're I'm like, like, what are you doing? I'm like, you've been running three times this week. <laughs> like, what is going on? There's no marathon coming. Like, <laughs> just going marathon. out there grabbing the COVID. Just stick your ass in here and eat some potato chips with me. <laughs> yeah. It's a good reminder, right? Like, I think it's like yeah. you both have your like your shit going on. What about you, Keith? What's your ultimate relationship? Yeah, I, tip? I, I hundred percent agree with all of you um on that on these tips um and it kind of leads to one thing i think is how intimate and how you get to know each other and like you become these these people where the you're you're not only in a relationship but you've you become best friends um i know a lot of people have 
existing best friends. And once again, controversial, but I really think that this person becomes a best friend. I, I know a lot of women have multiple best friends, um, but once again, this person knows all these these things about you. You have all these inside jokes. Don't be afraid to, you know, put them in front, uh, front and center. Um, and that's where, you know, this communication, this transparency, this vulnerability, and this is my tip to guys. Um, and I'm working on it every single day just because of how society has made us not in tune with being vulnerable. But I see a lot of men really becoming vulnerable um, when they become in a relationship. That's how you get to such a great place and keep her happy um, or keep your uh, significant other happy is by being vulnerable and communicating those who cannot facts um mm-hmm. are and it goes 100 goes both ways um you know there's no games there's no way to solve a problem by playing games and not communicating the silent treatment and all this kind of stuff um it's time to be mature and just become transparent vulnerable and communicate it's that's the most and because you are best friends it's sh- you're trying to make it easier with each other um and yeah. you know if you have a problem some people go and talk to other people instead of you know they go to their friends and talk to it talk to them about it and they never solve it internally and that's not the point that's why i say it's like best friends is because you're going back to your friend and saying hey i didn't like how you treated me my like this blah 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 right that's my tip treat treat your treat your significant other like your best friend because they are yeah i feel like it should like you could pretty much say anything like i feel like sometimes it goes borderline cringy where you're just like i'm just asking for my what i need (laughs) but i feel like that's what it is yeah it's like yo i want some attention right now (laughs) and that's like that's a part of being like super vulnerable like even like after we had been dating for quite some time like seven eight months or something like that it was like it was like, I still needed, I wanted to hear something said like a certain kind of way. Like I needed, um, I guess, validation in our relationship and like how deeply it went at that time. And like some people will kind of like, you were in a relationship, but some people will kind of be like, you know, I'm too cool. Like, it's fine. It's fine. I shouldn't ask. I shouldn't talk about this. I shouldn't, I shouldn't. But like, sometimes it's like being vulnerable and just being like, this is where I'm at. And I've been in my head a lot about this, this, and this. And you might've noticed that I've been acting a little off maybe. And it's because of this. And like, I'd love to talk about it with you. And then that in itself, like takes you like so much, like it's so you take so many steps in your relationship when I think when you're vulnerable, um, and say, I, I got the response that I wanted. And if I didn't get the response I wanted and we found out that we we're on different pages, well then, hey, it's time to close that chapter, right? Um, but there's fear in that. Like you definitely have to like take risks in your relationship, but if it's for you, it'll be worth it. Like that person will, will be that best friend that Keith is talking about. So guys, after we've talked about the ultimate tips, I guess after all of these years and years of experience, how has your views of relationship changed as you've kind of grown up? My, and once again, using a male's perspective because of how relationships used to be like an icky thing to be in. It's kind of weird how men kind of got into this, oh, 
my wife, like my wife is something that I'm kind of stuck with, which I get it at like certain points, but like, it doesn't suck to be in a relationship. Men have always been taught. And once again, I've talked about it in the last episode and I know it's shifted, but you know, forget about a woman, you know, it's always been fuck bitches, get money and that kind of shit. Right. But it, it's okay to be in a relationship because you have someone that once again, like the last tip, it's like your best friend and this person is going to make you better. Um, and I, that's the biggest change. And I've seen from like dating to now, um, when I was dating, it was just more of like something to have fun versus being in a relationship. Um, and when I focus on other things, my current partner, she just, I feel like she just came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting anything around that. So as soon as I got into this relationship, I'm like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. And this person has taught me a lot about empathy. And that's something, you know, uh, I never thought of building something like that. Um, and because of me being in a relationship, I was able to build that. So I really think, and for a lot of guys out there, you're not going to lose anything about yourself. It's only going to make you better, um, whether you're in or out of a relationship. But like being in a relationship is actually pretty cool. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. That's the biggest thing that's changed. Um, I thought it was a burden, but it's actually pretty cool. <laughs> Welcome, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Welcome to where many women have always been. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but maybe like, but you yeah, guys, you guys are like, uh, yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> the you other extreme. <laughs> you guys are needy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there, oh, there, sir. Oh, there, sir. You're outnumbered. Yeah. Um, in terms of like what I've learned, um, growing up, um about relationships and like what's changed. Um, something that like I, I, I knew, but I, I, now that I'm in it, I didn't really, really know. <laughs> um, it's just like the amount of work that it takes. Um, I am like a, a daughter of immigrants and the kind of like toughness um, that I thought like you kind of need to, or the commitment that you need to have in a relationship was different. Like I thought, you know, thick through thick and thin, you know, um, through, you know, moving a family of kids from country to country, trying to find a home and, you know, dealing with recessions and all that. I thought that was like what that kind of like glue is what you needed in a relationship. And it still is, but like, luckily I don't have to do all of that. <laughs> um, and what I'm finding is that what's a lot of work is like communication and like being there through the ups and downs. And like when you're having those like really low weeks, um, or months and you're just like not in sync or in tune with your partner, like, how do you have those conversations? How do you like have those like shouting matches because you've been locked up in your homes for six months and like, there's just a lot <laughs> going on and you need to like vent and let it out. Like, how do you be there for your partner when they're hurt? Or how do you open up to your partner when you're going through something? Like I find those are the challenges that I'm seeing and they're, they're um, like emotional challenges, um, more than just these, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, like context-based challenges. Um, 
And that I don't think I was really taught much as, uh, as I was growing up. Um, so it's something that I'm like trying to like equip myself with now, um, and just like learn as we go through it. For me personally, like one of the big things I've had to learn over the years is like, and I hate to, I hate to even say this now, but I I do think for a long time, I thought that like a lot of people kind of thought the same way. And I think I had to like readjust. And it's only because you like, you grow up thinking a certain way. Right. And you're like, oh, naturally everybody thinks this way. (laughs) And I think over time you realize like you have to, you know, the, the level of compromise you might, you might have to make on certain things. Or like another big thing for me was like being able to like not like play that blame game and kind of see my own blind spots and where I'm weak, you know, it's like, you want to be like, Oh, you're, you don't think the same way as me. So like, we're, you know, like it's your fault, but it's like, sometimes you have to like flip the script and be like, okay, why, where are they coming from on this? And like, why, you know, what is their reasoning and what is like, how are they feeling in this situation? And like, yeah, I think definitely like seeing your own blind spots and then yeah, I think definitely like seeing who people tr- like, again, like I always say this in our episodes, but like those first couple months, you know, you're like in a honeymoon phase for a lot of people. But like, I think when things get real is when you like really see things. So I guess just like not getting caught up in the first couple of months. But like, I think you I think like the best parts are like the hard parts, to be honest. I think you either like rise up together or you like don't you know you don't like I think you just see the person's character so much better so it's like for me I'm almost like thrive in those moments versus like the really good moments and I think my partner honestly is kind of the same like he really values the like he's really cringe but he'll be like wow I feel like this really brought us closer (laughs) but like he likes you know what I mean like he's more he wants more of like the vulnerable like his ideal date night was like us like you know sharing our feelings and going deep (laughs) you know but you know I I do feel like that is what you know you get to that emotional depth and I just think like people everybody's different and you know I I was that person who focused a lot on rationality and like the on paper stuff and I think with time like to your point Joyce too which is that like it's it's more than just the like practical like you know you need like the immigrant background story that's what like holds things together there's like there needs to be that like emotional depth and you have to like feed that too and like fuel that in the relationship like it can't just be the practical stuff like it's there's a lot more to it and I guess like I guess I was almost like short-sighted in the way I viewed relationships for a long time because I just thought this is how it is and like this is how it's gonna be and like okay yeah, find your perfect <laughs> and, like, match we're just gonna yeah like we're just gonna agree on everything and like that's it. But I think with time, it's just a lot of compromise and like a lot. I'm like notorious silent treatment person. I think this is the first relationship where I've like been like, okay, I got to like not, I got to like, yeah, you got to like open up and like just challenge yourself in that way. So for me, that's how I've grown and the way that like my views on a relationship have changed. But yeah, in terms of things that have changed for my partner, um, you know, initially like this didn't come to me right away because, you know, I feel like these changes like happen so slowly just with spending time with them probably that you might not even realize it. But um, I think I'm like becoming more, um, yeah, definitely more open, like more willing to like be vulnerable in those ways. And then um, we kind of, we want to like, be more like active together so I think that's something that like we're trying to work on together um so like I don't know he's like far more active than I am like in his lifestyle so I just think that's something we want to work on and I think that'll be like a good challenge for us but in terms of things I've like really changed I don't think I've like fundamentally really changed anything I don't know if it was like like I changed for my partner or that like I myself was changing and like 
have like used some of those skills within this relationship and like that's been helpful or like been forced to change in a way in a good way um and like what I mean by that is I used to be known as like more of like the stubborn like you know my where the highway kind of person um like big Virgo energy um and since like being with my partner I realized that like there are people more stubborn than than I <laughs> which always shocks me because I like don't see Brian as being like stubborn oh, at all like, I know he seems so easygoing I know everyone says that everyone literally <laughs> thinks he's like the sweetheart um which he is but like he has like his own challenges around um I don't want to say like compromise but just like understanding things from other points of view sometimes can be a challenge um when like the disagreement is more so about like I'm trying to make my point and that's it um and I've since like moved away from that like I've learned to like I've got my point I see this argument from my side but I need to hear it from you as well. Like what makes you think this way? Why, why are you where you are? And hearing that other side of the, the, the flip side of the, uh, of the argument helps me kind of understand things. And like, I like to think about it and I use this like analogy all the time with him (laughs) where it's like, I think a disagreement, an argument, whatever it is, like I think about it, like as the alphabet, we start at the letter A and I'm trying to move us to like Z real quick. <laughs> um, I want us to find a solution. And so if I say something A and you say something B, I say something C, your next thing should be D because you're moving us along. But sometimes in our relationship, we we go back to B. B, B, oh, B, okay. B. <laughs> and it, and it, it does not <laughs> help anything. Um, yeah. So I've, so like what I've, what I've learned or been better at through this relationship is um, just trying to understand other people's points of view and trying to then like respond in a way that hopefully like reaches that person wherever they're at so that we can move things forward and hopefully like all parties are like happy with whatever the resolution is um and even with that so coupled with that is like patience as well um because i've learned that i might i might think i know the solution i might think i like like oh my gosh why aren't we there yet but i have to respect how other people process things um and what other people are like focused on in certain situations um and then more generally just like people like your partner is doing different things than you and has different objectives and their career path or their like financial path or whatever it is, is different than, than you. Um, and that can be really challenging. I feel like financial stuff is like maybe an episode in itself. Like, cause like number one reason, so. <laughs> number one reason for divorce. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and like we've been having those conversations more, but like it, it's been a long road to even get us to like a point where we could like really like talk about that kind of stuff because it's just icky. Um, but I've had to learn to be patient and respectful in that way. Um, but what's helped me in that side note is just as that person is like going through their own process um, and you want to like you, you want to be at the end like ASAP, <laughs> like I can't force that person to meet me where I'm at at the moment all the time. Like some, like certain things are more personal and folks need to go through it on their own, but that shouldn't stop you um, from, you know, building what you need to build separately 
or like on your own time. You don't need to like, you don't need to, to make you maybe feel resentful of your partner or like they're this anchor, um, on you. Like you can still do things. You don't need to like put so much pressure on them being exactly where you are when you need them to be. Yeah. I think, I think patience. Yeah. That's a big one. And like, I could totally relate to that too, but I think to your point, Joyce, like never let that stop you. Right. Like if you want to do certain things or like you have your, your goals, like I think you just have to keep like banking that and keep doing whatever you're doing. And I think you'll both be happier for it, you know, and your partner will, if they're the right person, they're going to understand that what that you need to do what you need to do. And they're not going to resent you. I think there's a big issue of that person's resenting the fact that like you want to do those things, even though they can't do them. I think that's an issue, but again, it all comes back to communication on those things. Um, th- this kind of question is kind of interesting. And I think you've sort of, uh, touched on this. Like, have you ever changed anything specifically for my partner? Um, <clears throat> I think I've started doing things differently because it made me realize how I am as a person is wasn't good. So I changed it because, you know, this partner, my partner brought it up and communicated it. And, you know, um, I realized that I was treating this person bad because of the, the way that I was. So I built a lot of empathy because of that. I was someone that was pretty much like didn't really care about what other people thought I was an asshole. Um, now that I look back on it, like I'm so much like I'm, there's a huge difference where I'm trying to be more vulnerable. I'm trying to be more open. Communication is very key to me. Um, and just being a nice person overall, um, I've completely changed. Once again, I, I don't think it really is specifically for her, but because I see how I treat it, like imagine how I'm treating other people, right? And now I'm so much better as a person. And this person has helped me get to this because she's able to point this out. And it's not like a, a nitpicking thing. And I mean this in a really great way. Um, it, it's like a byproduct. And I don't know if it's because I'm trying to get mature, um, but obviously she's there to kind of push this change. Um so I don't know, Joyce, maybe it's like, that's what I've always struggled, not really struggled, but I've always found, found interesting is, is it because we're maturing or is it because of the person? Is it like a bit of both? I think like influence is, is big. The influence of other people. Like they always say like, you're, you're like the culmination of like the top five, five people you hang out with. I feel like if that's the person you're spending a lot of time with, like, I think, I think you're right. Like, I think, don't get me wrong. Like, I think as we've gone through our twenties and like early thirties and stuff, like there are different issues that come up now than I think when we were in our early twenties, right? Like in terms of relationships, like I I don't see my friends going through like, (laughs) I want to say not as dramatic things or as like, kind of like a stupid is the wrong word for it, but like really like immature. Yeah. Really childish things. things. Like the issues become bigger. Like they become more, more, more important. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, you're disagreeing about like bigger things that, and that's usually the end of a relationship. Right. I think Keith, that's totally fair though. Like, is it a, is it a product of maturing? Is it a product of influence? I personally think like if you're spending that much time with somebody, there's no way there's not some kind of influence. Yeah. And uh, I think it's everything, right. You're definitely right. It's definitely everything there. Um, but yeah, overall, like once again, I, I think it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Um, society has this picture of guys and I've always tried to fit into that. And now that you kind of deal with someone who's not you, 
you kind of see it differently. You see the world differently. Some people, um, some men wait until they have a child to see the world differently. Um, but you know, for me, once you kind of bounce off of this person, you see that it's very important to be a, a nice person and be a bit more mature. That's how I, uh, I would say I've changed. I hope people have enjoyed listening and getting to know the three hosts of Before Anyone Else and have a bit more of a background as to like where we come from, like why we are the way we are and have these like perspectives that you sometimes love, sometimes hate, sometimes are baffled by. Um, it's because it's been a long road. And I've just got to have a warrior spirit, as Drake would say. Um, um, So, yeah, I hope like this gives a bit of background as like who we are as before anyone else. And um, hopefully you can relate to some of our stories. Like we all come from different experiences um, and are in good relationships um, right now, but like all unique in their own way. But I think what I learned in all of this is that we're all tied um, by like these like core elements, right? Like we all value communication, um, transparency, um, uh, feeling comfortable enough to be vulnerable um, and like spending those, spending whatever time we have with our partner, however big or small it is, like those like small moments, like make it for us. Um, so that's been really nice to hear. You know what? Like we've never talk, talked about it, but what does, where did before anyone else come from? like the, our title. I think it's very important to what we're talking about uh, today. Um, so before anyone else stands for Bay, right? Like I think we, this all kind of like came out around that time where everyone was using the term Bay, 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 Bay. And then we learned that like it actually meant something. (laughs) (laughs) It actually meant before anyone else. So putting, I guess your partner, whoever you're dating and like that, that person in your life before, anyone else they're your best friend they're your number one and the podcast itself just came from like the three of us being friends for a number of years and just like I think having like a unique kind of relationship where or dynamic between the three of us where you know we'd go over to Keith's and like he'd crack open a bottle of wine and we would just like like you know, chat and like find out what's going on in your lives. And we were all in so many different places going through like the messiest times um, or like the most emotional times, just challenges. And it was really cool to like every couple of months, just check in with one another and see where we're at in terms of our um, uh, love partnerships, relationships, whatever it is, situationships at times um, and see how like we all evolved. And it just felt like, these are the kind of chats that we have amongst ourselves. It'd be great to to like bring other people into Keith's living room, basically. Um, and I think what we've been doing in the last little while has been awesome. Like hearing from other people, um, having some like, great guests with amazing stories and unique um, experiences come and join the chat as well.